to this program that is designed with you in mind to cause you to be established in the word of God. I want to take you to our service today and get ready to be blessed even as we were blessed. Your life will never be the same. Now, today's episode. And he, he is the answer. He's ahead of you. Hurry. So now they are looking for a prophet. They met a group of young ladies. They said, oh, why is the prophet? They said, oh, he just went ahead of you so you can hurry up. And whatever. Now, listen. I am reading verse number 17. When Samuel caught sight of Saul, the Lord said to him, this is the man I spoke to you about, that he will, he will govern my people. Let me read 15. Now the day before Saul came, that's why I want you to take note. Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel. 16. About this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, a mountain ruler over my people. He would deliver them from the hands of the Philistines. I have looked for my people, for their cry had reached me. Is somebody here? Are you following what we are reading? So Saul's father's donkeys are person. Saul calls, case uh, causes his son Saul and the servant, go and look for the donkeys. They set out to look for the donkeys. They come and roamed everywhere. They can't find the donkeys. And so the servant said, oh, you see, there is a man of God in that town. Let's go. Won't go. You tell us where the donkeys are. They went there and in verse number 16, God, the Bible says that God speaks to the prophet and said, You remember yesterday I told you about a gentleman I'm going to send from the land of Benjamin. This is the man. And so the question is, who sent Saul? Was it his father or God? But how did the sending come to pass? To us, to, to, they're looking for a donkey. To, to a missing donkey. So sometimes through somebody's rebellion, I will not do this, I will not do this. God say, okay, I'm appointing you. Go and sit behind the table. And later would you know that the pastor saying, okay, because you are refusing to do it, I'm putting the bell behind the table. But what you don't know is that it is God who is actually appointing you because he has already ordained that you get a fair knowledge of what goes on behind the table. But if you are not careful, you will see Kish as the one who sends off. But behind Kish is an unseen and an invisible person. And always know that anytime you are assigned to do something in church, behind the one you are seeing, behind the visible is an invisible person. Behind the person saying, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. And somebody you don't see. And so I am urging all of you, if you are truly going to fulfill God's plan for your life, you must wake up and begin to see beyond what you are seeing. Is somebody here with me? 
Until we are able to do that, let's forget. Can everyone? Until we are able to do that, let's forget. When we, the second reason, when we numbers, my second reason, I think, is in numbers chapter seven. I don't have notes for what I'm, I'm preaching. That's why I'm saying that. Keep the notes, and if you are writing, write it. Well, I'll take it. Right. So the second reason why people are not able to finish what they start, they start schooling, they are not able to finish. Some go JHS2, then they quit. Some SS2, then they quit. SS1, they come up and they, 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 they decide, oh, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn a trade. Recently, I took a young lady to go and learn hairdressing. She started fixing little challenges. She quit. I got into her mother and she even took her bag and left without telling her she's going. So the reason why people are not able to finish what they are asked to do is because they trivialize the opportunity they have. They see it as a small thing. It's like they don't respect. They have no value and no respect for what they've been asked to do. That's the second reason why. The reason why people are not able to finish what is over. What is this? Well, well, being an evangelism leader is what? They think, or they, they, have, they think very little of the opportunity God is giving. Listen, listen to me. If you are here, listen to me. You see, not so many people have a voice like you have. Not so many people. Not so many people. If you think, if you think people can sing like the way you sing, you are deceiving yourself. If you think people can talk like the way you talk, it's not true. Yes. It is not of him that will it, neither is it of him what? That ran it. It is the Lord that shows mercy. I think yesterday or two days ago, I had a dream. Do you know the dream? I, I, I always have something I'm battling with. And that thing is, I always feel that I am not good. I always feel that I'm not good. I always feel like I'm not qualified. I always feel, and, and that's a reality complex. And I always feel like my messages are not powerful. Every day. I, I don't remember the last time I preached and I felt that this one, it was even Sunday. Yes, on Sunday. I felt it was so when we closed the Brackery came and said, Papa, God bless you. That's very powerful. I was shocked. I was just there asking myself, hey, what is this guy saying? But you know, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, yesterday when I was sleeping, God spoke to me. You know, you want to know what he told me? That's why you are here, you need to be listening to gospel songs. That, that's one of the mediums he's missing through a song. He just came, looked at me like this, and I was looking at him. Then he said, Na se ohinibi, eh? Na onim se oyohinia akwampo eso wafasosene. That's the only thing he said. Then he went away. Do you understand what I said? So we ohinibi. 
and we better here. It would tell you are here. The gift God has given you. We say, I have a voice. It means to. It means they say, means they say, and I mean, you are always complaining about what God has given you. And you allow the devil to tell you, wow, we need never. Wow, we are useless. And I will tell you, we are going to crash and And I say, every day, you are just like me. I've never felt good one time, bro. So one day I wasn't surprised. I had, I had a revelation. I saw Bishop. And I saw myself and two other guys. And he he had a there was there was these three big rocks. Three rocks. Listen, three rocks. And he had he had they are not of my revelation. I don't even tell you. He had rocks three. Eh? Three. And he had a truck. You know a truck. A troll, troll, we call it troll. And he had lifted the two rocks and put it on the trap. And it was left with a small one. But he stopped and he sat down. And he was sweating, so it's like he has he has stopped. So when the three of us got there, he looked at us and he told us to carry the rock and put it on the trunk and take it away. For he is done. He's done with what he was doing. So we should take it. When we carry the massage, that small rock that you see over there, it's very heavy. Very, very heavy. Ah, I've never seen a, ah, a small rock as heavy as that. So I asked myself, how did he raise, one person raise these two rocks? Even the three of us cannot raise this one. So we manage and carry the last of how we carry the only God knows. Then we put it. Then he mentioned the first guys. Then he mentioned the second one. Then he looked at me and he said, Gideon. And he said, sorry, Amos. That's what he said. He said, Gideon. He said, sorry, Amos. So when I stood up, I asked my dad, ah. That's in the Holy Spirit in my name. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees it here and hears me. I know my sheep and I call them by name. So he knows my name. When he, when he met Mary, he said, Mary. And he says, Mary, he said, hey, woman. He said, Mary. Who do you see? What are you doing? Moses. Abraham. He always called people by their name. But when he got to my name, he called me Gideon. Why Gideon? I'm just a replica of Gideon. A replica of Gideon. A mighty man of valor. And Gideon said, why are you calling me a mighty man of valor? Don't you know me? I'm the least among my father's family. I'm the useless one. Even among our tribe, we here we don't even count. We are this, we are this. And you are just you are the Gideon. Wow. Yes, you don't believe in yourself one bit. And people, people, I'm telling you, people that you are more gifted and more anointed than them, they come here and they sing it. And they even think they are doing well. And you, 
with a brilliant get. You think you are useless. With me from yesterday, that's what I've been fighting. I said, me, I'm a good person. My messages are anointed. If you don't listen, go your way. My books are powerful. I told my wife, when you can remind me, I'm taking all my books home. It's not going to be a common book anymore. It's not for credit. When you want to buy, you give me money, I pay, I give it to you. When you go to the door, you now tell Bishop to credit you book. Yes. You know what I mean? I thought that oh, nobody's reading my book, so you let me be given. No! I'm, I'm taking so from here back all my books, I'm taking them all. Enough of the video, I must become a Amen. Enough, Charlie, enough. Sister, I hear nothing. Yeah, we'll be more Yeah, sorry. Till the day you realize you are a queen, you keep on serving water in your own palace. <laughs> I'm telling you, when your servants are going to bath, you go and fetch water for them. This thing has been no wonder it's our African culture. Our African culture. I'm telling you. Africa, baby, you feel no. And now we have the nice animal. Yes. What's that? Africa, when, when you want to exhibit confidence, they said we are muscle. We are muscle. So they've learned to tame us and reduce us to nothing. Yes. But a, 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 a young American boy, about 10 years, can stand there and flow and talk to us with his left hand. And call another person by his first name, Trump. But you come and drive in Ghana and let's see. When you talk, you say you are proud. You are proud and you are proud and you are proud and you are boasting. Your, you are blowing your own horns. You are doing this. You go, hey! So everywhere we go, we want to hide. We want to hide. That's our attitude. Yes. That's our attitude, though. Please, can, can we call Auntie Maybe maybe may to come in? Oh, what is this? Cement is a small thing. Do you think it's a small thing for God to call you closer to Himself? And I'm the first person, I'm the first person for God to make me a smart piece and talk to his children through me. Is it a small thing? But we've always looked at ourselves as oh, we now we are not important. We are not important. So once you are not important, then when he has called you to do Christ also not important. That's why we are not able to finish what he has asked us to do. Because you see how this thing now. <laughs> low self-esteem. You don't believe in yourself. I mean, this time I don't need you. You see, that's why we need to encourage each other. But Charlie, don't always wait for the encouragement of people. If not, you, you will not survive. That's why David, the Bible said, David encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what we are going to do from today. Encourage yourself in the Lord. I was asking myself, one of the things I've realized, some of you have never realized, I'm telling you, when I see people, I, I don't know how to talk. I've not noticed that thing about me. 
No, no, when, when I see people, I don't know all of a sudden, I, I, everything jumbles up. Oh, yes. You don't know, I'm telling you about myself. When I see people, especially people I'm meeting for the first time, I get confused. But when I'm with my own people and people that I know are through, yes. If I should go to the dome right now and they ask me to come and meet me, yes. But I ask myself, how oh, is that Derek is able to do it so well? These are, these are things I've been asking myself. And Pastor Inga, they, 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 they don't even know anything else I, I do, but when you give them, they, they just stand there. Let us start talking as if. Pastor Inga would just say, oh, Derek, we went to the dome. Bishop was there, everybody was there. He took the microphone. Lord, I need you now. And I said, hey, how is this guy able to do this? And I said to him, Charlie, now say, oh, he need me. Now on him say, oh, yeah, he need me. And then I said, a guampo, a guampo, a guampo, one put two of us or something. Hey, mommy, oh, yeah, I'm not watching. That's all right. They died here, I won't tell them. You are not a servant. You have never been. And sometimes it pains God to see how He has made you and how you see yourself. That the two doesn't blend. He, um, Bo Gideon, they made him a mighty man of valor. A strong man, but Gideon said, I'm the least among my father's family. Hey. And as we are here, you'll be shocked the kind of gift God has put into us, and not even one percent of that gift has been used. And gradually, you are growing and you are sending all those gifts into the grave. There are songs, there are songs in you. That nobody has heard before. Songs. The Bible said, listen, you know, the Bible said, I'm going to do things that eyes have, have not seen, neither ears have. The songs God has given you, no ear has heard it before. So be there. You be there and keep on looking down on yourself. Be there. There are some of you, you've got about 25 albums. And one album has like eight songs. And 25 albums are in your belly. Yes. 25. There are some of you, about 1,000 sermons, unpreached sermons, are there. They are still there. 1,000 unpreached sermons. You know, it is that they're preparing sermons. And God has, God has put in all these things into you. But He wants you to begin. And you are still relaxing. So until you begin to see that this thing I'm doing, it, it is God who has called me to do. I'm going to do it and do it well. You think you are doing it for me? That's my mother. When I was going to uh, my former church, I was doing this, organizer. I was at the point I was the youth leader, I was the music director, I was doing this. I, I bought a file. I wrote the names of all my members, their contacts. I called them for results. I, I have a car, I used to drive to the house. The pastor didn't know I was doing all those things. And I wasn't doing it for him. What I didn't know was that I was rather training myself to know how to start a church. 
When I came here to start the church, nobody, I was nobody. I started in the room. I'll go to the Bible school, go for class in the morning, I'll get home around 3, 4. I put down my bag. I'll say, what that is here. Then I'll go out for evangelism, going to talk to people, invite people. What's that? But Charlie, I'm sorry, I'm Charlie, let me see you, let me see you, let me see. That's what I was doing. Nobody fought me. And nobody taught me to do that. I was doing it. Sometimes I'll go round before I preach in the evening. I'll go round to the community, house to house, house to house. Charlie, yes, that is sorry. Charlie, you know, so many pastors here. Then I'll rush quickly. When I come, I'll come and bath and I'll come and sit down. Nobody will come. I'll sit there, sometimes I'll pray, sometimes I'll read my Bible. I'll just be there when the service is over, then I'll pack the church and I'll go back. And what you don't know, the other day Kevin was telling me that he thanked God I put him behind the table. That's what he was saying. Well, at a point he was behind the table. He was recording, he was recording. Then, after some few months, he had a job. He had a job as a mining company. He, and you know what he was going to do? He was going to keep records and do entries. And he said it was exactly what he was doing behind the table that he went to do over there. And they were paying him 2,000 plus. The very same thing he was doing behind the table. So when God gives you an opportunity to do something for the neighbor, it is not a small thing. I don't know what what at all can equate what God is putting into your hands? Why do you think your teaching is very important than what God has given you? So you spent, as you are sitting here, you spent, some of you have spent 10 hours at school. And 0.01% or 0.0 hours at what God has called you to do. Somebody went to, she's not getting home. From, from, from the Whatever, wherever she went to, she, she just came here. It's what? 8.30. She's not here. Going to sleep from here, you know that. Eat and sleep. So the whole day has been dedicated to GID. But I know of uh, another student, recently another student from uh, GH Media, who has been stabbed and killed. All her media knowledge is gone. I'm telling you. Today when I took my girl to school, my wife was telling me that there's a JHS3 student in that school has died. She did not. She did that. She died. In the school. JHS3. She died. When she said that, I just said to myself, all the money his father paid from Kretsch to JHS3 is wasted. Everything is gone. So you'll be here and focus so much on taking Susu. Because you think that is that is that is your life, right? That is my life. And what you don't know is that see, okay, let me give you the third reason. The third reason why people are not able to finish what they started is because they don't even know they will give an account for what they have. They don't even know. They they, they think. Oh, it's just a game. It's just a game. You are going to give an account. If you don't know, let me tell you. You will give an account. Matthew chapter 25. 
Yes, verse number 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country who called his own servant and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several abilities. And straight forward he took his journey. Is that what he would be? Verse number 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and reckoned with them. Matthew chapter 25, verse number 14 to 19. I just read verse 14 and I jumped to verse number. I read 14, 15, and I jumped to verse number 19. So the man was going out. He called the servant. He gave one five talents. He gave another one. You see, one of the versions, I think NIV or something. Let's look at the NIV version of this same scripture. Matthew chapter 25, verse number 14. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servant and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag. Each according to his ability. So God looks at what you are able to do and he gives you the gifts. When you see Pastor with five gifts, don't be so moved and say, wow, he's blessed. No. To him that much is given, much is required. You should rather be happy God has given you only one because you have only one thing to account. But who betides you if you have them? And you've been able to work with seven and you've left the grave. <laughs> you're about to square one. You've not done anything. Because once he knows that you are able to handle five and he gives you five, you should be able to account for all the five. So as I'm talking to you, if God has assigned certain souls to you, over 20 souls to come and give account. And as I'm talking to you, one of them is not even in the church. Then your head up here. And you have five. Out of the five, you've been able to bring four. You've still not done anything. And somebody had only one soul. And that one soul is supposed to bring so many souls. They are, they are, I had a man of God, Bishop Dad, say that the, the young lady who, who showed him, who led him to Christ and showed him how to pray, how to have a, a square time, is called Betty. I think Becky, Becky or something. Yes. And he said he feels that Becky, Becky's assignment was to bring him to Christ. And after that, he feels the lady's work is done on earth. Because it was this, he said the lady was 8, 19 years, he was around 16 years. He said the lady never slept with her, with him, or took him to a disco or anything. It was the lady who taught him to know Christ, taught him how to pray, how to have his quiet time. And today, his fruits, his work has bears so many fruits. So he feels that the lady's assignment is that. So maybe perhaps that's the only person the lady needed to bring to Jesus. And she did her work. So with her one talent, she's able to account for it. 
The person who brought Bishop Adinasari is called Dorcas. So today, the two Dorcas, you and I are here. Two of us. So in other words, we are all the product of Dorcas in heaven. Who are you also bringing? Who? Who have you brought and who are you bringing? Nobody. Nobody. Can somebody hear your voice on the microphone and come dress and come to church? So we have a lot of work to do. We must wake up. What's the first busy why people don't finish what you started? They don't know who appointed them. And who, who appointed them? What's the second reason why people are not able to finish what they've started? So they, they belittle or they trivialize what they, they've been given. What is the scripture I used? And what is there? Symmetry is a small thing. Do you see it as a small thing? What's the third reason why people are not able to finish what they've started? The third reason? They think what? They don't know they will give you an account what they And they don't know. They don't know that one of these days, when the owner of that gift you have, you think the second gift is for you, you think it's your voice. One day you will see the owner. Yes. One day you will see the person who gave it to you. And you call you and say, I, I gave certain things to you. Come and account. And you see, the, the owner kept long in coming, so the people begin to think that the thing is for them. But when somebody leaves something with you and the person is not coming, you begin to think that are they own there? Two of us. Ah, we be a three years in my week here, but you see, ah, a waffle. Yes, and that is what happens when people give their houses to other people to live in. Chesuman, we call it Chesuman. They will caretake and say, or stewards. They will live in the house uh, for 10 years. And the owner is not coming. Then later they want to kill the owner and take the house. Yes. And that's what we and all these things didn't start today. You see the Bible. The Bible, the Bible says that a, a, a king, a, a man had a farm. And he gave it to servants to work on it. And later he sent some servants to go and take the, the produce, whatever they have for him, the profit. When they, when they, 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 they beat them up. <laughs> and the man sent another group of people. They beat them up again. Then he sent his own son. He said, oh, that's what my son. When they go, they will have mercy and they will just respect him. But when they saw him come, they said, this is the hair to the thing. Let's kill him. And take that thing. <laughs> you see, so it didn't start today. People killing and taking other people's properties. It's, it's common. And so these guys, they were, I like verse number 19 of Matthew chapter 25. Verse number 19. The NIV says, After a long time, the master of those what servants returned and settled account with them. God will settle account with you. You, the gift you have. He will settle account. What betides you if your gift is more than three? 
won't be dicey if yours is more than ten. You have singing, you have the gift to sing, you have the gift to talk. You are very good. At number three, you are very influential. Whatever you say, people are set. Number four, you are handsome, you are good looking. And it catches people at people's attention. What's up? I'm telling you. You are wonderfully and fearfully made. Why do you think God made you wonderfully? Even those who are fearful was for a reason. The Bible said there is a purpose to everything on earth. There is nothing that God made for making sick. Do you know why the blind Messiah was a blind Messiah? Do you know blind Messiah? This song, Uti your voice is So you know say. When I hear this man's song, eh? so somebody be a time and you get to think of ways to make money. And it way anyway, and then it. It is Melissa. Can this girl be a stripper? Can a 14-year-old girl 
you know. You know. Do that, And I'm sure, say, they are making a cocoboy and Over sorry, I'm sorry. And yet, give your crumble or cassia, you do the sorry. Just stop looking down. So, number three, number what? Number four, the reason why people are not able to finish what they've started. This one, I'm just giving you the point that I'm not explaining. It's because they don't know the joy that is set ahead of them. They don't know how they are. They, they, they have short sight of the joy that is set ahead of them. If you are known that gifts that will grant that they will be a name, bro, and they will be a name, bro, and they will be a your fame, even your fame, for people to get to know you. If you know it is this particular gift, you would have used it. Because you have short vision, or you have short-sightedness of the joy that is set ahead of you. You would have, you would have done it and done it, whatever. I'm just waiting on something. We are going to have our prayer festival again. We are going to have our miracle with Jay. As I will fight until we begin to use it. I'm telling you. I realize that the people I appointed to take over the department, they are not working. I'll, I'll do it. I'll combine them and I'll do it myself. On Saturday, we are meeting here for drama. If you like, don't come. When I get to people, I'll use them to act. Whether it's nice or it's not nice, it's not the issue. Whether what we ask is nice or it's not nice, it's not the issue. The issue is we are doing what we may ask to do and we'll do it. Finish. We'll finish. We'll do it. We are going to do it until we finish it. Yes. So the, I'm saying the reason why people cannot finish is what? They have short, they are or they have short-sightedness of the joy that is set ahead of them. If you know that the gift you have, that is what is going to give you food, going to give your children education, going to give your family fame. There are some of you, your family, nobody knows them. But when you say sad and so. I'm telling you, we, if we know Adam Niku, we don't know Adam Niku for his education. School men are going. If we know Adam Niku, we don't know Adam Niku for his job. We only know Adam Niku for his gift. Two of us. The gift he has. We know Bishop Adinasari for his gift. Is, is, he holds a doctorate degree, but it's not even about his doctorate because we don't know him to be a doctor of philosophy, doctor of whatever. We know him to be a, a preacher. Bishop Ajinasari holds a doctorate degree and he has another degree in law. But we don't know him for anything. So, did you know he has read law? No. We only know Bishop Ajinasari for his gifts. We know Bishop Dan for his gifts, not his medicine. What is people going to do with for? It is a man's gift that will make room for him. It's not an education. It is a man's gift. That is why Papa Dan Kango has not been to school. He doesn't have classmates. He will sit and stand in his, in his church and you have doctors with doctorate degrees, people with all sort of Name it, presidents, vice, ambassadors, all coming to his church to listen to him. It is a gift. It is a man's gift that opens gates. 
So you must know the joy that is said. The Bible said, Jesus said, knowing the joy that is set ahead of him, endured the cross. He endured. If you know the joy that is ahead, you will do it. You will endure until you finish. And because you don't know, you stop. Number what? Number five. The reason why people are not able to fulfill their assignment is because they are not humble. Because they are not humble. You can't work for God if you are proud. You can't work for God if you are too big. You can't work for God. You can't work for God. Because listen, if you, you, are, you are thinking of becoming very good in what you are doing without mistakes, forget it. Forget it. You have to make mistakes for people to laugh at you. If nobody laughs at you, then the gift you have is not even correct. I doubt it. You should be able to. It, it is the mistake that makes you better. When you make a mistake today, you have just learned one way of not repeating the. Or one way of doing something good. Is that what you mean? The man who, who made the pops, I learned he did it um, 999 times. But the last one, which is the thousand, is what worked. And they asked him, oh, really? So you failed in all these 99 years? He said, no, I, I didn't fail. He said, all these 999 times, I was learning it how to do it better than I did it. I didn't fail. They said, who would you guys have better than that? You make us a wash. And then told to be, how? They are not saying it again. Who preacher could be? Do you know the number of times I've me preacher, my book could be here and here? Now you have Kayama, and then you have my green moon. I knew it, you know. Now you said, the man of the farmers are, you see, how long? So over here, the Bible says, Master, and you could say, no, no, no. But I'm a Masuwa, my name is too. I'm saying, huh, okay, okay. When I was a, a little bit younger, I wouldn't have accepted. But I realized that the more I grow out of that, this is near me. Yes. Yes. The, the, I realized that whilst I was growing, I was rather becoming more humble to, to, to let you know that I also make mistakes. No, no, no. This is not the scripture I'm looking for. Have you heard me say this? It's not a scripture. It's not a scripture. I remember something too, too. Even last two weeks or last week Sunday, I was going to say Ezekiel 2 and I said, How about 2 2? Remember? Then he opened and I said, No, this is not a scripture. And I said, Ah, I remember something too, too. Oh, go, let's go to Ezekiel 2 2. When he opened Ezekiel 2 2, it was Ezekiel 2 2. If you are not able to make mistakes, forget it. If you are not humble enough, you will not go. You will not go anywhere. That's why you are not able to finish it. You are too proud. Too proud to make mistakes. You, you don't want to go out there, evangelize, and nobody follow you to church the following Sunday. That's what you don't like. That's what you don't like. That's why nobody knows you. That's why you are still who you are. Nobody will be. So humility, humility can easily, easily, easily make you finish what you started. If you are happy, you know, when people insult you, so what's an initial?
Yes, you are going for rehearsals and nobody knows you are going for rehearsals. You are hidden and you are prepared. Then phase two is where you will be endorsed. One man of God or somebody in the music industry will endorse you. With Jesus, he asked John the Baptist to endorse him. John the Baptist was there for him. And John the Baptist said, oh, this is the Lamb of God. So somebody, a pastor must be able to say, this is my daughter. Yes, after preaching on radio, they say, oh, let's invite my daughter, so, so, and so, to come and sing. Yeah. You see it on, on everywhere, even at the door. Bishop will preach and say, oh, let's invite Pastor David to come and give us a song. He's endorsing Pastor David, if you don't know what Endorsement. That is phase two of everybody's ministry, phase two. And after that endorsement, your fame is released. And people now believe in you because of the man who said, not because of you. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes. Maybe Bishop Nasari gives you his platform to sing on it. And you have, somebody invites you for a program. They are inviting you because they saw you on Bishop Nasari's platform. Somebody here. So because of Bishop Nasari, that's why they are inviting. Don't necessarily, nobody knows you. Nobody knows him. They don't know him. But phase three is the phase where now you also become an authority on your own. Now you get to the point where even without the one who introduced you, you can stand. And that's when Jesus got. And the Bible said his fame spread far and wide. The people were bringing their sick people to him. He was healing. Hey, doing that, doing this, doing this. And at that phase, you expect more opposition and more criticism. People will fight you and oppose you. At that stage, phase three of your ministry. And the last stage is the, is the stage where you are wrapping up. As for that stage, even when you, if you're a pastor, you don't need to preach. When you take the microphone and you just talk or even converse, when you cough, it's a message. When you cough, when you... <laughs> People see that stones. Yes. <laughs> when you say, oh, people say, wow, I'm blessed. Yes. When people, and at that last phase of your life, when people even seek you, they think they've seen Jesus. I'm telling you. It is in every field, even in music. Now, you don't need an Adamiku to just come and sing you. When he just comes around, like his presence alone, a picture with that people alone is enough. It will sell you. And just, just imagine the young ones who are coming, the young pastors. Every day, their picture with one of the big pastors is always on their DP. On the Bishop Adinasari picture. They peer like that DP. They peer in Facebook wall. Every day, they are using that picture. Share. When you have the me on the mama, on the Nanado, hey, a young politician on the mama, Massa, die, 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 die. And easy, then be a picture on the deep. It's too sad. So at the last phase of your life, and that is the stage or the phase where you're also wrapping up to leave the scene. And that is the phase where you train people to take over what you have. Is somebody here? Have I, have, you, have I been a blessing to you? Yes. Have you learned so many things today? So let me wrap up. So how many points have I given so far? So until you finish, I'm saying the same point. I said, until you finish with what God has given you to do here, you will not take you out. Nobody will know you. 
you are not going to move to the next phase of your ministry. And then maybe let me add the last one. The last one is because people don't see what they are doing as their life. They don't know that the assignment God has given them is actually their life. They don't know. In John chapter 4, verse number 34, Jesus said, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish it. My food is to do. What is my food? What is food? What is food? Energy for the body. Can you live, can you live a whole year without food? What, what will happen? You die. You die. Have you seen somebody who has been able to live successfully on earth without food? It's not possible. So food is life. Two of us. Yes, if you fail to eat, you die. When Jesus says my food, he says that my life, eh, when you see my life, it's all about starting and finishing what God has asked me to do. So he said, my food is to do the will of the one who sent me. What gives me satisfaction? What releases tension from me? What drives away my hunger? Is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish it. So are you finishing what God has asked you to do? That's the question. For always need to ask yourself that question. Maybe our life, each and every one of us here must ask ourselves, are we doing the will of the one who sent us? And are we finishing it? And you must sing away. Why you Nobody will pay you. What will pay you? I remember when I was a young boy, myself and my brother, that's the last time I'm seeing Myself and my brother, we went to ECB to go and look for Pompom. <laughs> my brother was 11 years old. I was somewhere in 9, yes, I think 9 or 10. And we were young boys. So we got there, one former said, and then we beat them and said, Senior, I do my divorce. Yeah, we go to school. When I'm born here, we go to school. We go to school. So we left. <laughs> We, we left there, then we went to another site. We were working. And so we meet the man. Officer, I'm patcho. You want to patcho? You make noise. Hey! Mumbra! Mumbra! Of course. You want to open? I said, you make noise. Yeah. Measure. Then he had my car. I said, Mumbra, 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 Mumbra. Mumbra, I'm going to be here. You want to be here? Okay. So, my brother told me the pastor. Before we give you so we got there, we get the foreman, oh foreman, what do you tell me, what do you do in your I said, hey, I'm going to do my brother said, oh, you do now I want to pass it, pass it, I want to pass it, I want to pass it, I Concrete, you know, concrete, we were a sewer. A water, I got to tell you, I said, okay, then, Pedana, Pedana, Pia, come up. I don't want to make a set. So, who took me Pedan Kwani, I'll be it. But only I will be here for no loser. 
Are you blessed today? But I don't feel like I'm free. Amen. So let's put our hands together for Jesus. So all what I was saying is, let's rise up and do what God has asked us to do. Can we do it? Are we going to do it? Yes, we must. Any question? Thank you for bringing us together. We ask that even as we put our service to a close, let us not be the hearers of your word alone, but also the doers. Use this medium to be a blessing to us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We hope you've been blessed by this message. For further information on Reverend Amos Darko's tapes and books, please send us a mail at REV dot emosdakon at gmail.com or call plus 233-503-861-399 Thank you for your time and God bless you.